I'm sunburned again, Stephen. How the fuck did you get sunburned again? I sent you a picture today, right? Isn't it terrible? You look hideous. Yeah, I um, I was a big... And the sunburn is pretty bad as well. What? What? Yeah, that only compounds things. I went on Saturday to Stephen's Green Park. I was meeting up with a friend I used to work with uh, that I hadn't seen in a couple of months. And we said, because we can't go in anywhere, we just walk around Stephen's Green. And it was overcast when I was leaving the house. So I was like, right, I'm not going to put any sunburn on my big baldy. I'm not going to put any sunscreen on my big baldy head because it's overcast. I don't need to. And once I got to the park, then the sun just split the stones. And I was sitting there. I was half kind of aware that it was going to happen. So I would put one hand on my head for a couple of minutes and then take it away. And then I thought, well, shit, now I'm just going to have a suntan in the shape of a hand. Let's just let it sit. So I was out in the sun for a couple of hours. As I was going home, I could feel the skin getting tight and not being great. So I knew the next morning, oh, shit, um, this isn't going to be good. That night, I was playing some some video games on, online with our mate Rory. You were playing so, some what? Some video games. Oh, what kind of video games? Just like a, a hack and slash kind of fighting thing that... You can even play. though you're an adult. Even though I'm an adult. When I work in video games, like I, you know, you have to kind of commit to a certain extent. And anyway, go on. Yeah, and so I was having some drinks while doing that. So I woke up the next morning feeling just very not great. And I wasn't able to tell if it was hangover or heat stroke. So I was very disorientated and, and confused. And I tried to read things and I kept reading words kind of ways. And I was like, shit, now if I go to the doctor and tell him, this is wrong with me. And he tells me you're just hung over. I'm going to be fucking mortified. So I wait till today. But luckily this morning I was fine. So there's nothing to worry about. But when I was cooking dinner yesterday. How were you cooking? I actually can't remember now. Well, I had a burger. But I made the burger myself. So I didn't have a... a what kind of burger? Uh, just a beef burger with the kind of whole wheat bun. And some mushrooms on it. And some spinach. It was, it was actually pretty decent. Hmm. And then, cool. then yeah, I, I was cooking and I stood up too quick and I hit my head off the corner of a shelf. It was really not my weekend. And it got me right on like a burn patch, which must have had a blister because oh. I could just feel the skin peeling back. And then it's oh, there's nothing off. worse. Yeah. Oh, no. And like hitting your head off a shelf corner is bad as it is. But then when your head is just like the surface of Mars, it's not great. So I have a big... That's the picture I sent you this morning. I had a big kind of yellow, yeah, not great patch on it. And I, yeah, I was wondering what had happened that because I, I was like, that doesn't look part of the thing, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just looked like, um, I looked like Gorbachev. Now, for any of our listeners who don't know Adam personally, Adam is a behatted man, which begs the question, where was your hat? Jeez, I haven't worn the hat in months. It's too hot. It's too hot. But you always wear the hat. Yeah, the hat was kind of my brand for a very long time, and I'm just I'm just kind of gone off it now. Like it'll come back in the winter months, but it's just it's just too hot to be wearing, especially a big thick woolly hat like a a a paddy cap. And would you not get maybe a light hat? They're very hard to find, which is why I actually wear that one that I do. That's the second of that exact hat that I've bought because it's one that I'm very particular about the things I buy. Like, I can go into a shop and I don't need to go through racks. I just look and do a scan and I know something is me or it's not me. 
So with hats, it's, it's very similar. It's just, yeah, I like that or I don't like that. And generally, it's, it's hard to find a hat that, if you're going to be wearing it a lot, appeals to me. Yeah, yeah. You know? Baseball caps. How do you feel about baseball caps? Not great. What if you wear them backwards to look cool? Extra not great. And I think it's because I was of a generation where teenagers would wear a lot of New York Yankees baseball caps. I reckon a lot of people mm. still do. And it came with the stereotype that you, you also look really cool wearing. if you leave the sticker on. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, exactly that. And usually people would have their socks tucked into their pants and stuff, which it's just a purely Irish, purely not great fashion decision. But I've since learned it's more of a practical fashion choice than an aesthetic one. How do you mean? Uh, if you've got your socks tucked into your pants, it makes it easier. To oh, yeah, for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Which is actually just wasn't up with you. Super creative, but yeah, the stuff doesn't fall out the bottom. Yeah, it's great. Fuck the police. But I think that's the reason I don't really like baseball caps, and I don't think I have the kind of head that they suit or the kind of fashion sense um with everything else that it would go with. I think having a. Do you own a baseball cap? No. Do any of your friends up there own a baseball cap? No. Could you get your hands on a baseball cap? I suppose I could go into a shop and try one on. Yeah, send us a picture of you in a baseball cap. But that's exactly it. You're saying try on a baseball cap because you know I'm going to look like a gobshite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's my story. I'm sunburned and I'm not wearing a baseball cap. How was your weekend? My weekend? Do you know what? I was really tired. I've The last week or so, I've been I've been feeling a bit better. But I've been sleeping a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah, just I've I've been sleeping a lot, and it's it's a bit weird. In what way? To be sleep. Yeah, it's just a bit weird to be sleeping so much. When it's you like say I'm sleeping mis- a lot, do you mean like going to bed earlier, getting up later, or like napping? A uh, bit of both. Okay. Not napping though. Well, then it's not a bit of both. Well, it is like going a bit, you know, going to bed early, getting up late, that kind of stuff. Just sleeping longer. Mm. And are you, do you find you being less productive as a result? No. I feel better, but it's impinging upon, like it impinged heavily on my weekend. Right. I just wasn't doing things because I was asleep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's binary, there's your, you're on and off and yeah. But so, so just don't sleep as much. Uh, well, that, that was what was happening with me. I joined the gym. You joined the gym? I joined the gym. What's his second name? What are his uh, his policies? Jim Lakeside. Okay. Uh, how's the gym going? Uh, it's grand. I joined it. I went to the I went to the pool and did a few laps of the pool. I am meeting a personal trainer on Wednesday who's going to give me a a, a gym hiding, routine. I a gym routine. Uh, so a a gym routine. Okay. Well, talk about hearing what you want to hear. Yeah, um, I think I have brain damage from the sunburn. So I'm going to, that'll hopefully give me a plan for what exactly I'm doing in there. Right. So I made progress. Fair play to you. I'm proud of you. I went, I was a train earlier today. How'd that go? I suppose we should be honest and say before you got on the phone, you were really struggling for breath. I was. I think I swallowed a fly or something. Yeah. <laughs> like... 
you for a good few minutes you were kind of in and out so like how long ago had you swallowed the fly that you took you hadn't taken corrective action i swallowed the fly about uh, i'd say about an hour beforehand because i remember i remember it going in and going oh that's not good Uh. but i'd say he was just sitting there chilling and then when i i took my eye off the ball he came out and was like ah i'm in here have you any spiders handy? Send them down. Try catch yeah, it. Then maybe um, a cat. Jesus. Like, I, I remember when spider. I was a, a teenager, a friend of mine had his lip pierced uh, as well. Cause I, like, I've got my lip pierced and we talk about lip piercing experiences. And he said one day he woke up with like a ticket in his throat. And he thought, oh, a shit. A dickhead in his throat? A sh- <laughs> tickle. Now who's even what they oh. want to hear? And... <laughs> He he had a tickle in his throat and he thought, Oh shit, I'm after swallowing the ring. Um but then he he went up and he went about his business and he saw himself in the mirror and he realized, No, my ring's in my mouth and he just looked in his throat and there was a spider. Oh, weird. Yeah, not great. That's very weird. So I, I, I have a friend one time and he fell asleep and he swallowed in his sleep his locker key from work. Go fuck. Inhaled it, yeah. I swallowed a euro once. Have I talked about that in this podcast? I don't know. Uh, I was he flicking a euro coin up in the air, uh, kind of just doing, you know, that fucking Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, how many times it will it land on his. And I had my mouth open, just looking up at it. And I kind of got the physics wrong on the flick, and it went straight down my throat. Down your gullet? Yeah. What was weirder than that, 250 cents um, came out the other side. Ha! It's pity like one fifty didn't come out and make it a tidy profit. Yeah, and no one uses anything under two euros now anyway, so like it was all kind of useless. You know? I yeah, he swallowed it and then he'd wait for it to pass. God, not great. No. Come here, speaking of I wouldn't of, I wouldn't like to have a key coming through my duodenum. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that word before. That's fantastic. Speaking of an inability to wait for something to pass, did you hear about the publican in West Limerick? I did, yeah. Mother last, of fuck. I think all he was doing was making a point, though. I don't think he expected anything more than... I think he just decided he was going to do this to make a point. No, yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, and like, okay, so for listeners, I'm actually not going to name his name or his pub because I think he's gotten enough publicity out of this already and because I ain't no narc. But basically he said that because so many American tourists were allowed to come in and they were asked, I'll, I'll read out his tweet. Um, if the airports remain open, I will be opening, insert bar name, on Monday 20th of July with or without government approval. As I said, as I said earlier, it's farcical the way we are being treated. And he tagged Michal Martin, Stephen Donnelly and Simon Coveney. And then later he tweeted, Almost 220,000 confirmed new COVID cases in America in the last three days, yet our airports remain open to this epicenter and our business re- businesses remain closed. Not anymore. I'm refusing to keep my door closed when visitors can holiday from America. See you tomorrow at 11. Now, my take on this is yes, he did just want publicity. That's a given. But <clears throat> he... Also, like, as hard line as his statement is going, oh, well, you know, if the government won't make the rules and Americans are allowed to come in, I'm not listening to them. But, like, a smart person would go, okay, 
if people are, are coming over and they have it, obviously to protect people and myself, I'm not opening. He just wants the American tourism. Yeah. I mean, like, to, to be honest, there's a point to what he's saying and doing. <clears throat> and like, I, I, I think a lot of how, how it's sort of being put out there is a little bit disingenuous in that essentially this was a protest move i uh i don't know i don't think it was a protest like he said he said he was closed down he brought in his customers this morning he opened for two hours and then the, the police came and closed him down yes and he said he said i'm disappointed gutted but all i wanted to show was that we can do this Everyone that was here this morning saw we can offer a COVID-safe, socially distanced, enjoyable atmosphere for a couple of pints without your nine euro pizza that's going to keep you free from COVID. And on that, people on Twitter, because um, RTE made a little video about it, which was actually fr- pretty well put together. Uh, it, it almost seemed orchestrated. Apparently, back in February, he had been serving food, so he could be open now anyway. He could, but I... Maybe his point is that, that he just doesn't agree with the this nine euro pizza stuff, which I I kind of see the point. Basically, the way that they reopened it, I think, was far more for political gesturing and appeasing than it was actually for people's safety. Oh, agreed, definitely. And well, he he, he I seemed mean, more to be talking about Americans. Well, I I didn't see anything now about the Americans in what I was reading, uh, from him, but it was. But but I was I did see that line line about the nine euro pizza that's going to keep you free from COVID, and I do feel sorry for the country pubs, because they're struggling anyway. Yeah, and the thing is. Basically, they've created a scenario where wealthy Dublin publicans we can, call them can just jump through a hoop. Dublicans can open and the country pubs are just being left behind. And it's kind of a bit shit because, let's face it, it's all Dublin people's fault. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I was just at, at the weekend having a conversation that um, apparently there's... There were fewer than 300 cases in Wexford. There were 360 in cases in Kilkenny in total. Like, Dublin was absolutely an epicentre. And Limerick haven't had, had a COVID case in... Nine days. I think, I know, over nine days, yeah. So, I mean, your man opening his pub is probably pretty harmless. However, in Dublin, all the pubs are open because they serve food up there and... That's where the problem is. So it's like, you know, basically, again, there's a polarity in the country between Dublin and the rest of us. Are you back on your Marxist bullshit again? No, I'm just on my anti-Dublin rant. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think Dublin is in a very privileged position and also by virtue of that it's the biggest city, it causes the the biggest risk. Yeah, so it's it, all it, their fault. It needs to shut its fucking mouth. It puts the yeah. lo- lotion on and, its skin or it gets the... And they, they need to kind of realize that there is a a huge difference between making a rule for Dublin, making a rule for the rest of the country. And they kind of need to to cop on with regards to that and 
you know, start start recognizing that there's such a dramatic difference between living in Dublin and living elsewhere. That is and one of the hopes I think COVID will will be among the, the great equalizer of is that people will be able to go and work remote and Dublin will stop having such a a pull because of it. Hopefully. I mean, even for people, you know, people moving up there and the quality of life because of accommodation, hopefully the people will kind of go, well, fuck this. This sucks balls. Let's go and live in that loan. Yeah. Well, not that loan. I don't know. I, I, I don't want people moving out of Dublin from the rest of the country. But that loan, I'm willing to sacrifice. What about Roscommon? Plenty of room out there. Just kind of isolate them. Athlone is in Roscommon, you gimp. Fuck off. Yeah. It's split between West Wheatmead and Roscommon. Oh, I thought you were having me on there for a second. Yeah, I was convinced it was West Mead because I used to write for a series of travel magazines that one was, was about Athlone. Yeah, it's it's the, the river splits Roscommon and West Mead. Right. I need to shut my mouth about anything geography based because I always end up saying something stupid on the internet and people just come from me. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my that's my two cents. I'm back into work tomorrow physically for a day. Really? Yeah. Or oh, just for a day? Oh, oh yeah, that's that, that's okay. It'll be my first time in work since March. Wow. How are you feeling about it? All right. I'm heading in uh, to make a video. Okay, what do you mean? Um, what do you what do you video on? Girls, girls, girls. No, it's just me giving a kind of a bit of a spiff, bit of a spiff. Do you want to define so, spiff? Uh, just you know, kind of just making a a welcome video for new students. Oh, that'll be nice. So yeah, in I go and I'll do that. So it'll be a bit novel, it's a bit odd. It'll be a change of pace. Certainly. Are you filming on your own? Do you have people to help you out? No, I'm. Uh, we have a professional film crew coming in. Wow, and it's just you, or there there's other people in it. It'll be other people, but like we're taking turns, so. Right. I have my slot, and somebody else has a slot, and. And. Etc. And so forth. Do you share the bottles underwear, or do you kind of have your own one? Is there budget for that? No, there's no budget for it. Ah, uh, that's a. So that's, that's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> so that's something that's a bit novel and I've booked a few days off to go on a bit of a holiday great I mean I go back into work like I, I've been in one or two days here and there just to get some things done in the office myself and it, to be honest it becomes a little bit exciting because it's like having a little adventure for yourself and filming is always fun so I think you've got a, a treat of a day ahead of you and as you're going away where are you going Marbella New Jersey I'm going to I'm going to Cork exotic yeah I'm I'm looking forward to that. What's in Cork? What are you going to do in Cork? Besides just, uh, being, Cork? Be in Cork. just meander around Cork for a few days. Right. It's something for doing. Why would you pick Cork? Because Carlo isn't fucking interesting. It's not. <laughs> um, there's a road sign in Kilkenny on the way to Carlo, and apparently people in uh, Carlo have a um a proclivity for saying lad at the end of things. So all the Carlo road signs. On the way there, just say, Carlo, lad. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Makes me chuckle. Um, Yeah, like, to be honest, I haven't spent that much time in Cork. I don't I don't know much about it. I like, I 
Yeah, I like Cork. It's a sort of a there's a lot of coastal roads down there. A lot. Of, do you know what I'm mad to do though? Go see the fjord. Go buy pizza off of alleged pizza vendor Ian Bailey. Oh my god! Yeah, I was just thinking. Um, alleged pizza vendor Ian Bailey. That would be. Um, I don't think you can let the opportunity pass for a bit of trolling. I know you're one for trolling of celebrities. Well, like it's celebrity is the wrong word for Ian Bailey. Let's be honest, but. Have you thought of something you can say to him? Uh, I think I'd be too in awe. <laughs> okay. I think, too, I, th- I think I'd be just too kind of like, oh, you've got a lot going on, man. Really? It's just like, I suppose... I it saw him be, before. It would be very impressive to see real-life uh, pizza maker Ian Bailey in the flesh. I saw him before, the week before he was uh, tried in France. Okay. What was that like? Uh, I, he was in a pub blowing skull and I was down for the film festival in skull and he was there and his phone rang and he had one of those old fashioned covers for your phone. Right. You know, whereby it's kind of leather and it drops down off the face of the phone. You yes. Know them kind yes, of yes. Um, and, yeah. And on the bit that dropped down, it just said, this phone belongs to Ian Bailey. So if you were like in any doubt as to whether this was the guy who was going to be up in, who was going to be tried for murder the following week, the big giveaway was that his name was written right on the cover of his phone. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, Steve, yeah. you have to troll him somehow. I, I, I just want to buy his pizza. Would you even just go ahead to come? I hear they're to die for. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't like. There's a part of me that thinks if if this guy is innocent, which I think he might be. I like. I listened to the the podcast and I followed it a small base, and I'm interested in it. And yeah. I like. There was nothing there to convince me that he was guilty. And don't let the truth get in the way of a good troll. Ah, uh, yeah. I know. I I think I feel the part of me that feels bad for part of me goes, "You're a fucking dope." Well, part of me feels bad for. No, say something. Just you know, mm-hmm. good, good-natured trolling of a murderer, like a Netflix documentary. An alleged murderer, or if you say it with the French accent, you can just say murderer. <laughs> and, and it implies alleged because nothing is certain in France. Well, it's because over there he's it's it's not alleged he was found guilty, but right. But it only works if you say it with the French accent. <laughs> That's exciting. You should bring him a little present. Ah, how would one bring? If you could meet any um, convicted murderer or serial killer, who would you meet? I would. I mean, I assume dead as well. Dead or alive kind of jobby, is it? Yeah, but they'd be alive when you meet them. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it'd be boring enough. Um, yeah, it'd be, they'd be pretty decomposed. I'd like to meet your man. What's what's his name? The fellow who used to uh, eat people in America. Dahmer. Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer. I'd like to meet Dahmer. Hmm. Find him kind of interesting. He's a fascinating character, all right, yeah. Um Especially how he got away with it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to another podcast and the conspiracy guy, those conspiracy guys, they had an episode on Jeffrey Dahmer 
and he was trying to apparently zombify people. Really? So what he was doing was um, he wanted to keep them as kind of zombies, zombie sex slaves. So he'd drill into their head. That certainly is a conspiracy theory because I, I, strangely enough, I've read a graphic novel autobiography of Jeffrey Dahmer and it never mentioned oh. that at all. Yeah, it's it's an odd thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I yeah, <laughs> a real a real jerk. A real a real jerk that guy Jeffrey Dahmer. If I were to meet one, I think it would be Ed Gein. Uh, he is a completely bizarre dude, and he like most of the eighties kind of famous movie bad guys. Famous horror movie bad guys are based on Ed Gein, like. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, probably Freddy to some extent, um, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. What what Gein used to do is he would, basically he's the guy who would take people's body parts and skin and stuff and make lamps and make belts and what he made a belt out of human nipples, and oh he was the oh the, yeah he was the he was the guy in Norman Bates in in Silence of the Lambs wasn't he. Correct. He's yeah. bit. It puts the yeah. lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. That's the second time we've used that quote in this podcast. To Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God nobody listens to this. Yeah, especially Ian Bailey, alleged murderer. Uh, yeah, he was, and he's, yeah, for Norman Bates, he was the inspiration as well because he had this fixation with his mother and he kept her body in the house long, long after she died. Uh, he's worth doing some reading on. When was he about? Sorry? When was he about? Oh, I'll look it up now, but I'm going to hazard a guess and say between the 30s and the 50s. Oh, Jesus. Okay, he was born in 1906 and he died in 1984. Good old life. Yeah. But uh, he, he really, he did awful stuff. He had a belt made of nipples. He had a lampshade made of skin. He had a whole skin suit. Real jerk, that guy. He's very um industrious, though. Yes. But he dug up bodies. He was only ever confirmed of, of having murdered two people. Most of the bodies he had, he dug up. Okay. Which is... So, certainly so, so are, we still, are we still saying he was a bad guy, then? Like, on a scale of, we'll say, like, Betty White to, like, the mm. anti-Betty White, which is probably... Betty Black. But, but yeah. Um, he's definitely like um. You can't like, say that kind of thing anymore, Adam. You, <laughs> you said it. Between Betty White and uh, and Ian Bailey, he's definitely on the Bailey side. Yeah, like a real a real jerk. Real jerk. I think we've them all covered now, have we? Yeah, unless there's any other kind of group you'd like to offend or someone you'd like to accuse <laughs> of murder. Uh, I think we can leave it there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'll get, I'll I'll brief you next week on my how I got on with uh, my gym instructor. Yes, and Ian Bailey. And Ian Bailey. Well, I might know Ian Bailey the next time we speak, but oh no, I will, I will, I should have. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'll I'll, I'll fill you in on the gruesome details. Send him my love and enjoy his pizza. Excellent. All have a good week, Adam. You too, Steve. Good luck. Bye bye.